Welcome to the podcast, Yarning Up About STEM. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands in which this podcast was recorded and the lands of where listeners are tuning in from. My name is Ren Perkins. I'm a Kondamooka man and Indigenous Postdoctoral Fellow at the University of Queensland. This podcast is part of a project called Big Mob STEM It Up, which informs Australia's Women in STEM Ambassador and the Pathway to Diversity in STEM Review. Listen to mob who are trailblazing in diverse STEM fields. I'd like to start off by acknowledging that we're on Turrbal and Yuggera country today and also want to pay my respects to the traditional owners of this country and just also acknowledge the, the land and the waterways on the country that we're on and also acknowledge um, their elders past and present and emerging and also just want to acknowledge Aboriginal people who's here today, that being Mel. I'm here with my sister, Mel Perkins. Can you please share with us who you are, who is your mob and where you are from? Thanks very much, Ren. Um, similar to yourself, so I'm a Kondamika woman with connections to the Waka Waka um, country. Mel, what is your current role and where do you work? Um, a little bit of a journey. So I'm currently acting as executive director within the Mobility as a Service Program Management Office within the Office of the Director General um, within TMR, so Department of Transport and Main Roads. That's a little bit of a mouthful. Um, so that's my current role. I was very fortunate to be given a six-month stint um, to come up and do that acting position. But my main role within the department is as the Director of Operational Systems, also within Department of Transport and Main Roads, looking after that operational technology. Are you in an identified role? Not at all. Have you been in in this department? Um, no, I have not been in an identified role throughout my career. How does your role, your current role, but also roles that you've had in the past, how do they draw on your STEM skills? I had my a government lifer. Um, I've got a fairly big family, and for me, it's a really nice fit um, between that work-life balance. Um, my very first role in government um, was at the end of my degree, so I did a um, applied science mathematics and a Bachelor of Business in Financial Economics, so both very um, STEM related, focusing probably more on that mathematical skills. Um, the very first role I had was we had a department come to one of my statistics lectures, they're looking for data analysts. I thought it was a good fit for my skills was looking to do something part-time as I finished uni they're like oh no we really want someone full-time I was like oh okay I'll I'll go part-time uni and full-time work and so yeah that was I suppose my first foray into government and I thought it would be temporary as I finished my degree and going on 23 years later I'm still here wow (laughs) so the first role was growing very much on those STEM skills Um, as I said as a data analyst very much building in that math and analytical and statistics skills that I'd learnt through university, moving through to things like cost-benefit analysis and that type of thing for um, supporting policy work within government, all the way through to uh, my current couple of roles within looking after operational systems, so understanding that um, systems engineering, the in data standards, like how that all works together and the interoperability of it. This is a good segue to the next question. How do you see STEM used in your family and in your community? STEM is an amazing thing 
Um, I have a couple of kids that are naturally gifted in it and um, having worked in an area that's very heavily engineering focused and systems focused, um, so you can see that role and those career paths for them opening up. Um, within community, um, you can see the, I suppose the innovation that STEM can do and how we can bring that to especially our regional communities. In my department alone, we've been looking at how do we build and design roads for our regional communities, which is very different to how you build and design roads in Brisbane. Um, and then leveraging the local community and actually giving work and skilling a mob up in those regional communities with those skill sets that are then transferable. If they do want to go to other areas, you see it every day. Um, people tend to think STEM is something that's used at university and then sort of put on a shelf, um, but it is the bedrock of a lot of the innovation and how we um, collaborate and design and build things. How was your education experience in preparing you for a STEM career? I think we could probably do a lot more, especially, yes, I had STEM degrees, but and I don't think it's just related to STEM, but just education in general, that that transition between being able to learn and I think it's less about what you learn, but more about how you learn and how you apply that. And those skills are things that I think could be better in our formal education system. Um, I was really fortunate while didn't access uni through alternative pathways was still part of the Ujuru unit down here at um, QUT and had an absolutely fabulous um, facilitator or manager of the unit there who was extremely supportive and um, would work through with the students and just there's that sort of home away from home and sort of our own little mini community um, from people from all over Queensland and some um, further afield and I think it was as much this person as opposed to a formal part of the career that helped bed down those helping you do that transition into your career. So you had a good experience at university? Yeah and there's very much that supportive environment. I was lucky I'm a Brisbane girl as we've said at Pondamooka but we had people from all over Queensland so a lot of people were far from home so it became that home and that very supportive and we, we became our own family so you had a mini QUT community. So what are the highlights of your STEM education? And I'd say that would probably be it and that broader community from both the Indigenous networks that are made throughout university um, but even just the normal connections like a still have very close friendship group from there um very wild <laughs> and wonderful group of people um <laughs> but i also found that it gave you those building blocks about how you think so it allows me to look at those complex questions those complex systems and be able to break it down so that you can respond and look at it in the holistic rather than just concentrating on getting through the next thing did your formal stem education clash in any way with your culture or your beliefs? It didn't for me, but as I said, because we had a quite a, a thriving community with at the university, I am aware that there were some um, who felt that it did just because of their traditional beliefs. And Who and what inspired you the most in your career journey? Interesting enough, it wasn't anyone who you would think of as being STEM or literally career-minded, but my grandparents 
for a little bit, probably too much information for the group. Um, came home pregnant at 17. And the only thing my grandparents asked me was to make sure that I finished my university education. No ifs, no buts, no, no thing to say that you're a bad person or anything like that. And it supported me the entire way. It sort of made me realise you could do that with that support of that family and that community around you. Mel, what barriers did you face as you pursued STEM? The barriers that are still there, I feel. Um, there is many times that I walk, especially as a, a senior executive in that environment where you are the only female in the room, mm-hmm. um, that, and definitely the only female Indigenous person in the room. Um, being taken seriously can sometimes be an issue. Um, the connections that people tend to have and build over their career you may not have because you haven't had those same experiences so you don't you can't necessarily say hey Bob you know what about this can I can I come and talk to you about that because you don't have that network but on the other side I've been really very fortunate um, both in my career where I currently work um, and over the last 20 years of having some really good people that have allowed that adaptability and allowed you the opportunity that I've been at the moment within the exec director role that you take on the person, including everything that's on their plate, um, and that's not a limiting factor, but something that they can end up bringing those additional skills into the role. How do you think you could have been supported better through the challenges? I think um, having some identified mentoring as you're going through, especially on the career development stuff, which I think government does really well, like for anyone looking at it, uh, we have a lot of graduate opportunities. Government's a really great way and that we have lots of formal processes in place. I think that a little bit more focus, especially towards our Indigenous folk and our women who are in areas that are very heavily populated by men. It just needs that little bit of extra encouragement. Mel, how would you describe your recruitment into your current STEM career? I wouldn't have thought that I would be looking after operational technology um, when I did university. So it was that sort of career where I, you know, made myself curious about what was going on. I'd put my hand up and ask to do different tasks. Um, I wouldn't say no, even if it made me feel a bit nauseous or, you know, a bit worried and anxious, but I'd lean into the opportunities. The recruitment process is being able to say yes and turn up and take the opportunity. Mel, what have been the highlights of your STEM career? One really big one for me was the fact that it's not just the the technical or the techie side of things, which is definitely part and parcel of STEM and it helps us get there, um, but in providing a service that actually meets the needs for our community. So one of the things that I've worked on and still working on, I think probably will die working on, is being able to provide that a consolidated, interoperable information around what's occurring across our state um, so people can make better informed travel decisions, especially in times of flood and fire, so people are safe. Um, So working with all our local councils, working with all the different agencies in government, looking at trying to standardise that data, but the data and the tech is only one part of it, and so you're dealing with people and having to get those relationships right. But when it works and you actually have that better visibility and people are making better choices, 
to be safe. It's just, it's a really good feeling. You mentioned our grandparents as, as being an influence in your um, education, kind of a little bit different. How have role models influenced your STEM career? I think, and I would hope going forward, it would be much easier. I didn't really have any um, really strong female Indigenous role models. Uh, I think I was like the first Indigenous female to go through QUT during a maths degree. Yes. Um, Wow. Like we, but what we did have was a lot of really amazing mob who opened up doors to show that there were things. So I don't think it's only one individual, but lots of normal people doing amazing things and showing what's possible with persistence and support. Mel, how have Indigenous initiatives, either in education or your career development, in STEM influenced your career? For me, it's less about, I suppose, Indigenous initiatives, although I am aware of them and I completely support them. It's more about, I suppose, making sure that... So for me personally, probably not very much, but I do know, especially in my department alone, we have lots to help support that, which I think is amazing um, because on the other side of it, while I've been really fortunate and through luck or hard work, have ended up um, being supported by a lot of different people to get to where I am in my career, both whether Indigenous or non-Indigenous people in my life. Um, I know that's not always the case. So yes, there. Are, I'm aware that we have lots and I think it is good that we do um, because there aren't a huge number of visibly, and, and I'm not saying that they're not there because a lot of times people do things very quietly. Yes. Um, it's more just that people aren't aware. So but it's good to have those initiatives. As someone who's known you your whole life, I know it's not luck. It is all hard work. So just wanted to put that out there. In the goal of increasing Indigenous people's participation in all areas of STEM, what are some recommendations you have to achieve this goal? If we're starting at high school, we're too late. We've got to start back at kindy, start back in playgroups, start back in community, in nursing mothers' playgroup areas. And the things that are those building blocks for STEM are incorporated, that it's not something that's weird or you know only smart people do or any white colored people in the city do that it's there and it's just normalized but from a very young age the final question is as an indigenous person in stem what advice would you offer to other indigenous people interested in stem definitely do it it's great there are so many opportunities and it's not limiting don't think it's just engineering or you know, you got to go and be an actuarial in a, an accountancy firm. That STEM is the basis of so many careers. Plus, it also gives you those that amazing systems of system thinking um, that can be put into policy, that can be put into writing, that can be put into so many other areas that you wouldn't necessarily think of STEM in. So, it does give you those really good thinking ability. As I said before, lean into the opportunities. Say yes, even if it makes you nervous especially if it makes you nervous go and try something new that is wonderful advice and i love the saying lean into the opportunities mel was there anything else that you wanted to add i think it's amazing what we're doing as ren said growing up 
we're probably the first people in our family that have actually gone through and got university degrees. So, yeah, it's amazing to see that generational change. Mel, just want to thank you so much for your time and sharing your stories and your yarns with us about your journey through STEM. And I couldn't be more proud of what you've achieved. And for me, I think it's just the beginning. So, but yet, yeah, thank you so much for your time and sharing that with us. Thank you for having me, Ren.